Póngase las pilas Escucha los consejos de mamá Cuando empieces algo, empiézalo con fuerza No te rindas y sobre todo Póngase las pilas Hola mi gente linda You're listening to Póngase las pilas A motivational podcast for the professional Latina I am your host, Laura Prieto And I am on a mission to motivate you And help you engineer a life you love I am a mom, dog lover, engineer, and creative soul that loves learning new things. Join me each week as I talk about mindset, motherhood, career, business, and creativity. Because as my mom always says, nunca es tarde para aprender. So grab your cafecito or favorite drink and let's get into it. Hey, hey, pilosas. Welcome back to Póngase las Pilas. Today, I want to talk to you all about three lessons that I learned when potty training my daughter. Before I start, I just want to excuse myself because my voice might sound different today. I am suffering from allergies. The pollen count in Orlando has been crazy these days, and I am definitely suffering from it. So... I'm sorry if I sound weird, if I don't sound like myself. I really debated whether to record or not, but like I said in my previous episodes, I really want to try to do weekly episodes. I know last week I might have, or I guess two weeks ago, I missed an episode. I was in vacation. I went to Miami, and let's just say that even though I had my files set up, I did not have my usual editing software and everything with me and so I really didn't want to just put anything out I wanted to make sure it was good quality and so I didn't end up publishing an episode but I made up for it and you know such things happen sometimes but this week I was like no I, I can't miss another episode I really want to record and you know keep providing value and keep providing a little bit more of my stories. So I hope you guys don't mind that my voice sounds like it's changing. Even though I already hit puberty a long time ago. But just let's just roll with it, okay? They do say that when you're pregnant, I guess like your immune system lowers. And so I think that's why I caught the allergies. Cause I don't usually suffer from allergies, but it's been it's been hard. My eyes are crying like the whole time and I've n I'm just not used to allergies, but we're going to roll with it because that's what we do with Pongas de las Pilas. But let's leave that aside and let's get into the topic for today. And I would like to talk to you all about three lessons that I learned when I started potty training my daughter. So let's go back to almost a year ago, I believe. I, I began, I wrote it down because I wanted to make sure I remembered, and I started potty training Leilani when she was 21 months old. So that was March of last year, basically March of 2021. And it was quite the experience. I was very nervous, to say the least. She obviously didn't know what was coming, so she was fine. <laughs> At least, you know, for the first few days. But I definitely, I, you know, I was thinking about it. The funny part was that I actually had started to potty train back in November of 2020 when she was technically only like she wasn't even 18 months old so I know 
crazy. Although there have been people that have potty trained their kids like around 18 months. So, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's just, I don't know. I think with our kids, we, we always see them and it seemed like she was so ahead with everything she was doing. And so I, I don't know why she turned 18 months in December, like end of December, 2020. But in my mind, in November, oh, because I thought, I remember why. Because we had, like, a few days off for, like, Thanksgiving break or all that. And so I was like, perfect, I'll have time off work, and I can, you know, get started on the potty training. Because they say, like, you should be in the house, and it should be something that you're with them, you know, throughout the day. You're not going to leave the house. It's kind of like a commitment that you're doing to start off. And so I thought, perfect, I'll have a few days off from work and then I can really focus on potty training her. And of course, I did my research and I actually bought a book. And on, like in the book, it said, you know, prepare at least three or four days to be in the house and, you know, you're going to take off their diaper and just be with them, like throughout the whole day. Don't make any, you know, plans to go out trying not to run any errands like you just want to be in the house so all of that made me think okay perfect I have Thanksgiving break let's do it and we did start then but I quickly realized that that she was still too young of course every kid is different and you know you get to know your kid and even if there's certain standards and stuff like each kid is very different and they learn things different steps, rhythms, whatever. And so even though she's very bright and she was very bright at that time, she was just not ready for it. And I don't think I was ready for it either. And we started doing it. And then I think we got to like the second day. And then that's when I was like, no, she's too young. She's too young to do this. Like she was getting the concept of the potty. But when the whole part about, you know, like, she's peeing like there was a day that like she peed and it was my greatest fear that she would fall because she would slip I mean she didn't get hurt thankfully and I was right there with her so it was not like she got hurt but she got scared and I got scared and we have like all porcelain tile in our first floor so that was one of my fears that oh my gosh she's gonna pee I'm not gonna be able to clean it up quickly and she's gonna fall and it's gonna be this whole thing and granted I probably thought of it being worse than it actually was but yeah in that moment I was like no we're not ready for this it's not supposed to be so crazy and I was super stressed you know I was going about it all wrong in my own opinion and of course you know I had my mom she's very prudent and she tries to not be kind of like imposing her thoughts or anything so she was a very nice about how she said it but she was like don't you think she's a little bit young she's not even 18 months and I was like oh my gosh mom you are so right she's not even 18 months and so that kind of made me think like okay I'm going too crazy on this just because it, it just seemed to fit in with time off work and I just want to throw this out there <laughs> sometimes like I feel like we plan around work and I am trying to get better at not doing that because I've learned that yes we all need a job or you know if you're working we all you know depend on our jobs obviously to provide for our families and it's important to be responsible but we shouldn't have to plan our lives or our kids events around work and I think that's a hard thing to do because when at least for me you know, before I, I became a mom, I feel like all you do is, I mean, not that it's all you do and you don't do anything else, but the majority of your day, 
you're working. And so I remember doing that even when I got married, when I was going to get married. I was trying to plan the date of our wedding around a huge project that I was involved in and like even our honeymoon. And like I actually told my boss at the time, I was like, I'm trying to plan, you know, when we're going to get married and when we're going to go on our honeymoon so that I don't leave you hanging with the project. And in that moment, she told me like, no, 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 you can't do that. You need to live your life and work will still be here. We will, you know, everyone else that is here, we are a team. We can take care of it so that you can still do your things. You can still live your life. And that was like eye-opening in that moment. <laughs> but I think I, even though I, I try, there's like a default that goes on in my head. And it always defaults to trying to now make it like an inconvenience for the people I work with or stuff like that. And so even though like, you know, taking a few days off work wouldn't kill anything, like it wouldn't kill the project or anything, there's always that. I don't know if it's from our upbringing or the whole, you know, protect your job thing that we hear from our parents, like find a safe place, find a safe job, you know, just you got to do, do your job, got to work your best and not create any problems and like all this mentality stuff that happens when we're Latinas. I don't know if it's that. I don't know. You tell me if you felt the same way, but there's always that idea in the back of my mind of like, you know, no, like, no, like I only reserve days for certain things for like vacations and stuff like that. And so potty training didn't seem like, you know, it just seemed easier at the time to plan for it when I was already going to have break for Thanksgiving. But of course that didn't work out. And I was like, okay, no, let's just wait a few more weeks, a few more months. And they also say like in the book, it also says in the book, if anyone's interested, it's called Oh Crap Potty Training. And it is by Jamie Glowacki. So I'll put it in the description of the episode if anyone is interested in it but they say like you know you start seeing like the readiness of the, of your kid and kind of seeing if if they're at that moment it's that stage that they're like ready to be potty trained and she had been showing some of the signs but again it you know at the moment it, it was just like no we'll just start back again and I didn't want her to get like I think we all I don't know I think as moms like we think oh, I'm gonna traumatize them and you know it's gonna be like a negative experience and then they're never gonna want to go to the potty and like we I don't know we create this whole thing in our minds or at least I did of like the pressure that you're under as a mom of doing things right and not like messing up your kid which is like a constant but I also think like it's something that eventually happens and I think part of it and my fear about taking too long with potty training is that you know in my research and everything like I've read I don't know if research is bad sometimes but I read that if you take too long to potty train like past three years old like you know to a certain age I guess the muscles that are involved with having you basically retain the urine get like too relaxed they never like learn what they're supposed to do and so that's when you know, like even in the book, she talks about kids that, you know, their parents took too long to expose them to potty train and they would go on like sleepovers and they would be like six years old and they would still have accidents or they couldn't go on a sleepover because they were afraid that they would wet their pants overnight and obviously like they would feel ashamed of it in front of their friends. And so 
I think that part was like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to go through that. Like, I don't want my kid to go through that. Because I feel like at that point, is it really the kid's fault when all they've known since they were born is the diaper, you know? So, like, the diaper is, like, their safety zone, their comfort zone. So I feel like that's where that pressure comes on. Like, it's the parent's job, you know, to to train them, to, to help them, to help guide, your, like, your kid to, hey, okay, you use the diaper for this long, but now, you know, we're going to do something else. And obviously, it's it's a need. It's It's something that... It's gonna continue for a long time, <laughs> for the rest of their lives, basically. And not to say that you know, obviously there will be accidents and, and everything, and that's understandable. But I just didn't want to cause any harm physiologically that it would make it harder. So from what I understand, it's not like if you wait too long, it's not that you can't potty train, like that they'll never be potty trained. It's just that it's gonna be way harder on them. And so I thought, well, you know, <laughs> I don't wanna do that to my kid. Like I don't wanna make it harder for them. It's still gonna be hard and I know I can't protect her from everything, but I just felt like a responsibility on my part to to try to help her maybe grasp it a little bit easier and without so much difficulty. So in March of last year we retook the the potty training sessions and I did actually take time off work and this time I actually put it in like PTO like vacation time to give myself like a week you know I finished my submittal at the time that I had to submit and everything and I feel like usually that's what happens like you finish well at least for me like I have a deadline I finish my work and then I take at least a week off to kind of like decompress a little bit because there's a lot of stress build up leading up to a submittal for what I work in and there's like you know nights working and it's pretty crazy so I took a week off from work and I made sure to you know it within the time frame that you know we had started in November but I hadn't really like gone through the book or anything I was like okay like let me educate myself first and feel a little bit more comfortable with what we're gonna do even though to be honest like it's not like I really understood exactly what we were gonna do and then the, like the process that was gonna go down but I felt better because by March I had already read the book and I've noticed throughout my motherhood journey that I am I know not everyone is like this and I think I want to share it just because I think you need to figure out what kind of person you are and what kind of mom you want to be in the sense of like are you the on the fly mom or are you the planner mom and whichever you are it's fine I mean there's we're all so different but it's just for you to know what you're what's going to help you feel more in control if ever you're in control but at least feel it you know I think that has been something that I've learned so far that for me it's important for me to feel educated and feel like okay I have enough knowledge to kind of go with it I would love to be more you know on the fly more less routine and sporadic and all of that but I am just not that type of person and it actually creates more stress for me so if I just say oh today we're gonna start potty training and I have no idea what I'm doing it's gonna be super stressful for me so you know reading the book it helped me feel like okay I know the gist of what's gonna happen and that's what we did and basically I, I mean that's how we started of course it was difficult this is when we you know we're gonna go into those lessons I mean there's way more than three but I tend to talk a lot sometimes so I wanted to keep it short I don't know if any of you are you know in this stage of life when you know I don't know if you're mothers or you already went through it I don't really know but 
I just want to share my story in the hopes that it helps you or it helps you see things from my perspective because I've noticed that even through things that happen through my kids life like I see so many things and I interpret them just for everyday life like not just for motherhood but they they're like so transcendentales like to different things you know my first lesson that I learned was you know it, it really made me think about learning a new skill is frustrating for anyone and that doesn't matter like what age you are if you know sometimes we say oh it's easier when you're younger and that just it's usually because when you're younger I think you don't put so much pressure on yourself and yes like our brains are more like sponges and like everything can be grasped easier but it is still frustrating to learn a new skill and I've seen this countless times like you know I see my nieces learning to roller skate and it's frustrating because they just want to keep like you know they just want to get up get on the skates and just go for it and be perfect in five seconds and obviously we know that that doesn't work like that you know there's time involved in learning a new skill and so I think that that was one of those things that it was like okay you know I could tell that even even though my daughter didn't seem super frustrated because she wasn't really aware in the sense of like oh I'm learning to potty train I'm learning to go to the bathroom like it wasn't like that for her but I was the one that would get frustrated, but I didn't want to show it to her. I didn't want her to pick up on my frustration. So it was really important for me to kind of be calm about it. And, you know, the first like day, it's just observing your child. It's basically you remove the diaper and you just watch her or him, I guess. And you just watch like their behavior, what kind of things they do. And you, you're basically watching to see when they need to go like to the bathroom, like if if, you know, if they need to pee or poop, like what is their behavior? How are they exhibiting that behavior? And so it's like, okay, you know, there's that pressure of like, what if I don't see it? You know, and that happened, like definitely happened the first few days. I was like, okay, I'm supposed to just watch her, but I don't see anything. Like through the first day she peed once and I was like, oh man, I missed it. Like, I don't know what she was doing. Like what sign was she showing me that she needed to go? And then, but then the issue with my daughter was that she was holding it and she was so good at holding it. But then when like you know I was like oh my gosh she's been holding it for a very long time like I need I think you know it's not good to hold it so long she really needs to go and so she grabs really fast the concept of holding it but she wouldn't release it and so then it was like oh my gosh like I almost prefer for you to just pee on the floor because I, I got scared that she would get sick or something and so like I'm you know going back to the book and looking at all these possibilities of what I could do I even like researched them and like I said every kid is so different to start off I started party training just like during the day and I would still put a, a diaper on for naps and for bedtime because I was like no this is too much they say it's better to do it all at once but I was like no I like my sleep and my daughter usually sleeps really well so I was like I am not going to affect that by having her just pee the bed like because she obviously she's just learning so I was like no so that was kind of like a good reset point for us because it would be like throughout the morning you know I was like trying to figure out what she was like doing before she would have to pee and stuff like that and then nap time would come I would put on her diaper and it was it was her safety zone right it was something familiar to her so then she would just sleep and while she slept I had time to like okay compose myself and kind of read back on the book or at least just like take a break which I think helped a lot and then whenever she you know whenever she would wake up from nap then we just kept going and the idea was to have like it was like also a bonding time 
time, which was nice too, because it was like we weren't going anywhere. So it was just like doing activities with her. She was playing with beans and it was like a really nice time in that aspect of it because you got to bond, like I got to bond with her doing you know silly things and activities and stuff we moved the sofa and everything so she wouldn't pee in it and like it just our living room was basically like una sala así de para dormir like we had like our nugget on there and she was just like on the nugget and jumping and drawing and stuff like that so that part was nice and then that's also when I realized, you know, even though learning a new skill is frustrating, you really need to hype yourself up about it. So it was like she would nap. And so in those moments, it was like, okay, looking back and looking at, okay, we're doing it. We're getting there. Like, you know, it's kind of hard to see it the first few days of like, we're doing something great. But of course, I had to make it seem great for her, right? So it was like, you need to motivate yourself. You're learning a new skill, but... Instead of bringing yourself down, because maybe it's frustrating, you need to take that time to also motivate yourself and kind of be like, okay, we got this, you know, like, it's okay, like, we're just learning, like, be patient with yourself. And so that was really, like, a good lesson learned because it, like I said, like, it goes into so many different things. Like, if you're learning a new skill at work, be patient with yourself, motivate yourself, because only you know what's really going on, like, in your mind and how you're really feeling so take a step back and like just listen to music or you know journal about it whatever works for you but just motivate yourself through the process because that's really going to help and that's kind of like you know with with my daughter that's kind of like what we were doing like you now my husband was like obviously helping as well and it was like like oh like you know whenever she would like actually use the the potty it was like yay like but we didn't want to go overboard either right because the idea is to make it very natural, like, this is, like, we all do this, and it's not, like, our re like we didn't offer rewards for it because it's just something natural. It's something that you're just supposed to do. Like, you know, it's like you're supposed to eat. You're not going to reward your kid for eating. At least, like, I don't believe in that because it's not about rewards. It's like you're eating to fill your body with healthy food that you need, right? So it was the same concept. It was like you just made it seem like, okay, like, you're doing great, but without overdoing it, without, like, we didn't do stickers. We didn't do any of that stuff. It was just kind of like, okay, you did it great I don't know I don't know how to explain it but it, the idea was to not go overboard either because we didn't want it to be like a negative or, a, or like a super positive thing that if she didn't do it on the potty then it was like the worst thing ever it was just like the continuous process of like okay, you know this is what we're showing you that needs to go here you do it and that's great and then we move on kind of thing and this leads to lesson number two that learning under pressure can slow down our progress and so this comes back to me, of course. You know, I mean, obviously I can't speak for my daughter because she's never told me, but I'm sure she felt some type of pressure just because of like, she's probably thinking like, why are mom and dad watching me? Like, usually they're working or, you know, like, why am, why am I so important today? But for me, you know, like, I think that that pressure of feeling like, oh my gosh, like, am I doing this right? What if I'm doing it wrong? Like, I don't know if I'm following the steps correctly. I don't even know if she's getting it. But one piece that really, I think, affected it and maybe slowed it down a little bit was over prompting on my part. So, you know, in the first few days, like, you're supposed to remind them, right? Like, hey, uh, the potty's right here if you need to potty. Or, like, you know, like, I was trying to time it based on what I 
you know, it's all observations like a scientist. Like you're basically making observations. And I would write it down like, okay, she went like, I don't know, two hours without, you know, peeing. And I was trying to find like the pattern because usually like we all have like a certain pattern and each body is so different. Like the lady in the book explains that like some kids are like camels and they hold it for a long time. And then some other kids just, you know, just goes right through. So I was trying to find that pattern. But then in doing so, I think I started prompting her too much. And so then she started getting annoyed with me. Kind of like, let me be. Like, not everything is going to the potty, you know? Like, you could tell that she was like, like, I just want to play. Like, let me be myself. You know, I realized, I was like, okay, I need to step away a little bit because I'm I'm like overcrowding her with like the prompting part and and I think that goes also into so many different things because when we're learning something or we're starting something new like we put so much pressure on ourselves and it actually slows down our progress because we're so scared because of all that pressure that we're putting on ourselves we get so scared that we're going to mess up that sometimes we don't do anything or we stop our progress because we're like no I'd rather not do anything than mess up it's kind of like a way that our brain wants to keep us safe from feeling that pressure and feeling that fear of failing, I guess. And so I noticed that. And so I was like, oh, okay, I need to step away. You know, and again, like the nap time, the bedtime was definitely like the reset. And it was, you know, it was, it was difficult. But I think also seeing how like my daughter could like bounce back from it, you know, of course, I, I never tried to be like like oh no like why'd you do that or you're not supposed to do that like I didn't want to tie any negative emotion to it and I think that's a big part of like you need to be like really aware of of your emotions because sometimes like not sometimes most of the time we as parents and caregivers like our emotions are are basically shown to to the kids so much that they pick up on it even if you know, maybe they don't say, why are you sad? Why are you mad? But they do pick up on it. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to, I didn't want to cause any, any harm in that sense of it, that she would have a negative, you know, connotation of potty training and then not want to do it because, oh, mom gets mad or mom gets sad or any of that stuff. So it definitely helps to have like some time to like, kind of like compose yourself and be like, oh, breathe and just like keep going. And so lesson learned number three is that trusting yourself and believing in your abilities is really the key to learning and I guess teaching <laughs> a new skill. So in my scenario with potty training, I'm sure my daughter was not having self-doubt. I was the one having it. You know, I was thinking, will I really be able to potty train her? You know, what if I do it wrong? Obviously, it was my first kid that I potty trained. Like, I don't have any more kids, you know? I mean, of course, I'm expecting a baby. But before Leilani, like, I had never potty trained a kid. I had seen, you know, my nieces getting potty trained, my nephew, but I hadn't actually like done it myself. And I, there was, it was something that I really wanted to do myself. Like I know my mom could have easily potty trained her because she she's worked with kids like forever and she obviously had me and had my sister and stuff. But I was like, no, like I I want to do it myself. I wanna I want to learn how to do it and obviously part of my responsibility as her mom and so I was having a lot of self-doubt I was questioning a lot of things I was thinking you know is is the method I chose the correct method is it you know or it, I was thinking like what if I do it wrong and then she's scarred for life and all these things of like you know I'm gonna mess up my kid like I said so this goes back to a lesson that I've learned so far which sometimes it's 
hard to remember in some instances but you know as a mom I feel like you learn to trust your instincts and sometimes it's hard to do that because again of all of these pressures that you feel and we have the tendency to to want to make sure everyone is taken care of and make sure that they're good and I think that's when we put ourselves last sometimes because we think of others before us we think of our kids before us of our husbands of our parents you know stuff like that you do learn to to trust certain things you know my sister I remember would always tell me like you're gonna hear a lot of advice you're gonna hear a lot of stories and a lot of people are gonna tell you things that and they all want to help and it's true it's you know it's all it's all with a good intention but she did tell me but you are the mom and you know your kid the best way possible like no one else knows your kid like you do and I still hold on to those words because it is true sometimes you know you hear things and people tell you things and I think that's when sometimes you're like like doubting like oh should I do this should I do that because obviously the people telling you usually have maybe more experience or they already have kids so you think oh you know they've already done this before they they already know how to do it and it's I mean it's true but it's also very centered around their own kid and so that's a really big thing to remember every kid is so different every person is so different and just like I'm sharing it to you all today this method worked for my daughter I'm not saying it's going to work, you know, for the baby I'm expecting. I don't know. And just like that, I don't know if it's going to work for your kids, you know, or if it's going to work with your methodology of how you want to do things. So I think that's something that's really important to remember because sometimes we think, oh, especially I think like for me with my engineering brain, I think, you know, I was taught, oh, you just do these steps. There's this framework. And if you follow it every time, it should work to you know to solve this type of problem and so that's not really the case here you know you have to reevaluate and that's when you start learning to truly follow you know those instincts and that if you do make a mistake you can evaluate it figure out what you can do as a solution and just keep going so i think that's really important to remember not just in motherhood but in everything else just because someone did it one way doesn't mean that's the only way and that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you either i mean it could but there's so many factors that affect the outcome therefore you need to kind of evaluate what's really going to work for you in whatever you're doing whatever skill you know, you're learning, you know, take, take those pieces of information and maybe the research you've done, but really try to make it your own. Really try to figure out, okay, how does this apply to my scenario, to how I do things? Because it's really not just about copying someone else's method. It's about figuring out what's actually going to work for you. Like I said before, you know, the resetting of like nap and bedtime, it really did help. And I feel like each day was kind of like a clean slate. You know, I would try new things. And as each day passed, she progressed a little bit more. And so every day, the idea was to focus on the progress that we had. So each day, I would kind of like try to take a mental note of kind of like a an evaluation of the day and be like, okay, this is what we did today. She did this better than yesterday, or she learned this, or I did this better. I'm improving in this. And not counting so much the accidents or her resistance because I did, you know, I did face resistance from her of not wanting to go to the potty. And I think that that's one of the hardest parts because you're like, I know you have to go. Like, it's been four hours. I know you have to go. But she didn't even want to sit on it. And then there, like, I also didn't want to kind of force her to sit on it. And then you're faced with, like, is it a behavior issue? Because she's, like, not doing what, what you're telling her to do. But then also is it 
does she like really not have to go or is she trying to manipulate you there's just so many things that go through your mind but yeah going back to you know the lessons learned and everything I did see her progress and like I said every day was about seeing kind of like where the improvement was and celebrating those wins and it was like okay day two is down day three is down day four day five and that's kind of like what we have to do with you know in our everyday lives with whatever we're doing it's looking really at that progress even if it's small you know sometimes we get impatient and we want it to be already like perfect and everything takes time but it's important to also along the way make an emphasis on those wins that we've had on like what accomplishments we've had so that is my journey with potty training my daughter. I hope you all learned something today and I hope these lessons helped you see how, you know, even our everyday occurrences can teach us so much about so many things in our life, career, motherhood, anything really, but it's just about how we see it. So all about our perspective. And if any of you have any questions relating to potty training and motherhood, just let me know. I I really hope this is helpful for any of you. I know many, maybe many of you are not looking to potty train anytime soon. I don't know, but I just go back to when I used to listen to, you know, other podcasts and I was not a mom yet. But it always seemed interesting to learn about that stuff because I, you know, I did have in my my heart the desire to be a mom. So I was like, oh, this is going to be helpful for when I'm a mom, even if I forget. <laughs> but, you know, the episode will be here for whenever you need it. And if you do want to hear more about motherhood and kind of like my journey through it, I will be sharing more and more. I also want to do an episode, hopefully with my husband, about kind of like a recap of how it's been to be parents for the last almost three years, gearing up for our second kid, which is probably going to be crazy. <laughs> but stay tuned for that, and I will talk to you all next week. Y como siempre, a ponerse las pilas. Hey, Pilosa. Wasn't that an awesome episode? If you loved it, please share with another Pilosa that you know will enjoy it too. Because we're all about community here and lifting each other up. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at Pongase Las Pilas Podcast so we can connect and I'll be sure to send a shout out your way. Oh, one last thing. I would love it if you would leave this podcast a review on Apple Podcasts since that is one of the ways more pilosas will be able to find us. For any resources mentioned on this episode, or just to connect, make sure to visit the episode description in your favorite player. That's it for today. Y recuerda, a ponerse las pilas.